Hey guys, I thought I'd introduce myself. My name is Lucy and I'm the founder of Leffa. I've always loved to hear the unique stories of people's journeys and through my line of work I've been lucky enough to meet some really inspirational people who all have a deep love of the ocean. So my aim for this podcast is to bring their stories to life and hear how they bring positive awareness to the beautiful world around us. So here it is, welcome to Leffa, the podcast that brings you the real stories of people that flow to and from the coast. So, I recently caught up with the super talented Nina Brooke at her London show. She's a surfer, a traveller and an abstract aerial painter whose work is truly stunning. She captures a beautiful essence of coastal scenarios with a bold colour palette. Here we'll be discussing her journey with a medium she loves and how the coast is always a place you'll call home. Enjoy. So, Nina, we're, we're literally sat in your exhibition in London right now. So, can you tell me a little bit like, about your journey and how you, how you got here and the beginning of where it all started? Yeah, well, welcome to the show, Lucy. Yeah. It's so nice to um, have you here. Um, yeah, so, um, so I'm from Cornwall, um, born in Truro, Trelesque Hospital. And, um, of course, then went to school in, in Cornwall and um, my mum was very creative and my grandfather was, was very creative and he taught me how to draw from a really young age about perspective and never to rub things out, always to keep them in and go over them and it's fine. Don't worry about those mistakes. They're, they're just there. They're part of the process. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, that confidence with the drawing and um, my mom, like she, they just sort of built me up to feel confident within the subject. And throughout school, I just carried it through and always just felt very comfortable in that area. So um, when it came to sort of A-levels, I think you just found me in the uh, art department for most of my time at school. Yeah. <laughs> I became a bit of a geek really at it. Um, and yeah, just absolutely. Because that's the time where you get to explore and play, don't you? You've got time to actually see what you like doing. Yeah. I mean, I was selling my work when I was like 16 and probably not, probably, I mean, I wouldn't really advise it because, you know, you are then searching for what people want to buy and you kind of go like, you know, just like you said, you want to be experimenting as much as possible. And my mom always like took me outside of school and she took me on courses and art courses and she took me on travels to you know, all over Cornwall. And then, you know, she always took me to London to see shows. And sometimes she took me abroad to like Venice and see like amazing artists out there and just like different ways of being creative rather than, you know, just painting. She would show me like sculpture and ceramics. So yeah, it was... You're kind of exposed to a lot of medium and you just, yeah, immerse yourself in it. So how did you, from, so from school to obviously... um, you think went to Falmouth, Falmouth University in Oxford as well, is that? Yes. Oxford Brooks. So how did you, um, how did that come about? Like, did you, was it a natural progression just to go to? I think I found it really hard after school. Like, I really wanted to explore lots of different areas other than art. I knew that I was, you know, strong in that subject, but I wanted to see like how you could use it in other creative ways. And so I actually went to do an art foundation at Oxford Brooks and then I didn't want to do a fine art degree because I thought I've got a studio at home they're not teaching you how to paint anymore in Mm, fine art they actually just give you a studio space and say get on with it and I'm like I've got a studio space at home I know how to get on with it so maybe it's best to study something else just in case so I went to do 
theatre set design in Leeds for a year and then I went to Falmouth University after figuring out that Leeds wasn't for me and the coast was and um, was in Falmouth doing sportswear design which is kind of crazy and I kept on integrating my art into my sportswear Um, but that also yeah it made things like really interesting so um, I ended up sort of like pulling in paintings into prints and working with that and I was able to make just add that other layer to the sportswear um and then after I did sportswear I was working in sportswear for a while but I was still painting throughout the whole thing and I was sort of doing the odd show here and there or you know just earning pocket money for the next travel trip or you know just to be able to be independent of everything and so I did a lot of traveling in between and went to you know I went to when I was doing my sportswear I went to Zurich and worked out there for a bit and then I came home I was working for a startup in sportswear and I was doing this show at the same time and I did this show and it was when I found the aerial perspective and uh, I put some of the paintings in this show and the response was just amazing mm-hmm. and uh, my best friend turned around to me and she said look I know you want to do your art and I'm like yeah I know and I'm a bit torn what am I doing here I'm a bit I don't know what's going on like am I you know, the sportswear designer and an artist. And she was like, just drop the sportswear for six months. Just do the art. Wow. And, Boys you know, yeah, <laughs> just see how it goes because yeah. you don't know. And, and I think I was just afraid of, I don't know, I was afraid of being an artist because it wasn't cut out. I was like, when I was studying artists, I was like, oh, they're very lonely. They work on their own. You know, there's, I'm a team player. Like, I love working with people. Um, That's what I get a lot of my energy from. And um, so I kind of was like, didn't really want to be an artist. And then when I tried it for six months and I figured out how I wanted to do it, um, it just, yeah, just ran off under my feet without me realising. I was just like, right, I'm off. (laughs) Just kept at it and loved it and never looked back. How did you, so how did you come about doing the aerial perspective? Like, how did you... That came from, okay, so I love flying. I'm like obsessed with it. I just think it's incredible how we can like, like my my great, my other grandfather on my mum's side was a KLM pilot. Okay, and so okay. flying was a big thing. And yeah. my mum lived, my mum's parents took him the Caribbean. So we'd fly quite regularly over there to see them. Okay, cool. And my brother and I were just so in awe of flying. We just loved it. <laughs> this is so funny. I know we're on a podcast right now, but I literally love flying too. <laughs> my pair, my family, my granddad, like even my boyfriend's family, everyone's into flying. Yeah. Just love the feeling of it. In fact, I'm always fighting over the window seat. In fact, in Co- when we went to Copenhagen, one of my friends was like, I really want to sit near the window. And I was like, felt like my heart inside was like, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but are and you going to make it? most of it? Because I'll yeah. be looking at it the whole time. I'll just, you just maybe you I can't even met someone like you. This is <laughs> it's actually, that's so funny. Yeah, I feel like with flying, when you, it's that sense of freedom, but that, yeah, that totally, that perspective of, you just never get to see. Like you're literally looking at mountains, oceans, and it sh- you kind of feel so small, don't you? But in it, it just, it's beautiful. Well, so. your problems are so small. Because you're outside of your head, you're in this tin can, effectively, figuring out how the hell you're flying in the first place. Still can't get over it. It's like, how are we doing this? It's so cool. In fact, if I sit in the aisle seat, I'm then always a bit like, oh, how are we flying (laughs) right now? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Sat in the tin can. But uh, that's really interesting. That's where that came from. So how long ago was that then? As in when you started doing the aerial um, paintings? 
So I think I did my first aerial painting about four years ago. Okay. To, to you know, I did a show four years ago um, with those aerial paintings in, and but it took me two years to execute that first painting. And the idea came from, of course, the love of flying, but from being in the ocean and seeing everybody having such an amazing time in the water, just looking around you and seeing, you know someone's on a solo mission having you know catching wave after wave or someone's just like looking out to sea sort of being in the moment and then there are like groups of people you know pissing around on swellies and just having a really nice time and you're like god how do I depict all this this is awesome everyone's having just such a good time and I just buzzed off it and I was like that was part of surfing really um and so I just thought, okay, so it's going to be from this aerial perspective. And we're all creating these incredible patterns. So it'd be really fun to just see, but do it in a really naive, abstract way rather than yeah. it depicting it like a photograph. Um, and you can make all these patterns and you can put the people wherever you want them to be and you can make those conversations up. And But I was clocking these um, like little scenes in the water yeah. when I was surfing. Yeah. So I kind of see it all the time. Yeah. So when I did my first painting, I'm you know two years on from that moment um I was like okay what technique do I want to use to to execute this because I'd recently just been on a on a course with an artist in Cornwall and we we talked about like um sort of like different ways of working with paint and I wanted to apply that sort of technique that I'd come across with um and then combine it with another technique that I'd seen and just like merge the two and figure out a way of creating this scene from a bird's eye view. And then it's just so much fun just painting the way I did, made the painting originally. It was so much fun. I really enjoyed it and I had a great time with it. I didn't know whether it worked or not in okay. terms of like composition or whether it was a successful piece. Um, I was, did you painted abstract? Is that the style before or were you doing? I mean, I did a lot of seascapes from a normal perspective and then I did okay. a lot of shipwrecks from, like, I love old boats. And I did that from, you know, from really close up. Um, and then because I carried, kind of carried a bit of those techniques in through with this one. Yeah. And then we kind of just figured out, yeah, when I, when I got, the painting was done. I was like, well, maybe this will work. I'll just take it to the show and see how it goes down. And someone just came in. And we just like, we love it. We love it. And I'm like, do you get it? And like, we get it. Those are swimmers. Those are surfers. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, cool. This is good. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I gave the confidence yeah, to keep going. Yeah. Exactly. And then it just evolved from there. And, you know, there are many amazing aerial photographers around the world um, that have inspired me to just think you know I mean they've been a fantastic inspiration I mean they've been capturing some beautiful colors some beautiful compositions some places that we never knew existed I mean how we look from the sky is amazing so obviously then two years on from that so you've created your first um, exhibition with the artwork so from there how did then it kind of like expand and obviously into all the other exhibitions you've done so since then gosh yeah um Suppose I kind of from that show I did uh, commissions and then I got commissions from that show and then I really wanted to travel with it. I thought, you know, if I'm going to play this, if I'm going to be an artist, I want to, I want it to sort of support the way that I want to to live this. Um, and so I was like, okay, I want to travel with it. So um, I kind of did a lot of research into residencies and from doing these paintings more and more and more. I got picked up from a from a 
couple who started a very beautiful sort of boutique hotel in Sri Lanka. And they said, will you come out and do a residency with us? And I was blown away. And uh, I took, yeah, I took that flight and I was so scared. I was so nervous. Didn't even know where I was going. They'd hardly given me any information about how to get from the airport to the, the place. And I was like freaking out like I had to, I made friends with a girl on the plane actually from Falmouth so funny and she was like I'm going to Wellagama I was like cool that's where I'm going Do you, can we go together <laughs> I'm so scared I don't know what I'm doing she's like yeah sure and so like we got on the bus together and went down to Wellagama and you know we hung out a little bit later on down the week and um but yeah did that residency there and that is where the magic happened. That's where it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. And it just sort of opened my eyes to possibilities. And yeah, just the, the place actually is a very inspiring place to paint. I was so like, as soon as I got into the room, I was like, right, paint's out, go. I mean, that shows, isn't it? That you're meant to be there. That's when you feel like that, that's good. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Energy of that location just, yeah, just, I was like, oh, this, this, and those colours and this and that and that. Just the whole thing. I was like yeah it's a beautiful yeah we went we went to Sri Lanka earlier this year and it's just a stunning country isn't it I'd never been before I wasn't really sure what to expect either but it's the people are great and yeah as you said the actual environment itself is just yeah totally inspiring totally inspiring so so how did how does it work when you get to a new location obviously feeling inspired where do you start where do you start with um the kind of composition or are you just sort of traveling around a bit looking for different kind of spots and Depends, like, that's a good point, actually. The first paintings that I did when I was in Sri Lanka were people swimming in the sea because okay. it was the locals. They were sort of right outside where we were staying and they would, when, you know, the heat of the day, they would go into the water and they would bathe for about an hour and cool down. So yeah. that was the first initial thing was the swimming and then later on sort of finding locations that were quite sort of, you know, impactful, very beautiful um, and just thinking, would that work? Let's try it. And you just, you kind of just give it a go and just be fearless um and when I was traveling out there I took all my paints and all my canvases with me and there was literally nothing to buy on the island on you know in Sri Lanka it's really hard to get materials and stuff so I was quite like okay (laughs) I was quite like okay so don't you know don't waste your canvases but it's really hard to like tell yourself doesn't really matter it's like that first thing that my grandfather taught me was like don't worry mistakes are there to be made just get on with it go over it it's fine and that's kind of a lot about my paintings is there are a lot of there's a lot of room for ever, error in them mm-hmm. you can just paint over the top and it's meant to be like quite fearless and just kind of go for it and just just yeah get get that color down and whack it on and just you know you react to the color as, as it comes down and you know don't don't hold back basically and yeah, yeah. so yeah, I'm sorry I get lost in my own words there. No, 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 it's, no, it's great. So we're just talking about how, um, yeah, how when you first get to a new location, like how you kind of start with painting. And I guess, you, as you said, you just, you look at the scenes and the people and yeah. is it the same in every kind of country you've been to now? Do you do they have the same, similar kind of process? No, um, I just get excited. I get really excited. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. basically, I look at places, God, look at that. Look at all they're doing. Oh my God are they canoeing are they going snorkeling like or they're going surfing or that's wicked like look at this place look at that place it gets it's I mean it's so different these places are so different from Cornwall or you know London here we where we are that it's such a contrast and um you just pick up on things much quicker and then you can yeah I, I mean yeah I think 
it does take a couple of minutes to figure out what I'm going to paint, but yeah. apart from that, I'm like, I think I've got it. I think I've got this. Do you shoot with a camera to start with, or you just go straight in? It's as you said, like mentally from my head, I do have a drone, and I do take that up if if I feel like I need to kind of get a composition of what it is like from a bird's eye view. Yeah. Um, but I don't tend to fly very often, and I don't sort of tend to. I don't, yeah, I don't tend to do it that much because I like to kind of do it from my head a bit more yeah. than from, yeah, photographs. Yeah. So. No, awesome. And we were talking earlier, um, we did mention, obviously, with the kind of current climate with the ocean and ocean plastic. And do you feel like you're bringing something that kind of shows this beauty of the natural world to it? Because I know that's what a few people kind of mentioned about your work. And yes. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I want to portray. What I'm trying to say with my work is that look how beautiful our planet is and look how we're treating it. Just be aware, you know, like, you know, it's so stunning and we're just not treating it the way we should be. Um, And to kind of get us to clean up our act a bit more and remind us that it's there for us. Like, we are so lucky. (laughs) It's so beautiful. We're so also, we're also lucky to be able to travel. Um, You know, it used to not be so accessible, but it's much more accessible now. But, um, and to just like the appreciation of, of, yeah, natural beauty. Uh, sometimes you can kind of run away with, you know, uh, sort of buying stuff left, right and centre. But really it's, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's all out there naturally for yeah. you. Which I is... definitely feel like in London, you can sometimes get in a little bubble as well with it. And I know everyone kind of is trying to do their bit, but yeah, it's, you just need to be reminded of that on like a daily basis, don't you? Yeah. So yeah, it's like it's yeah. it's consumer culture. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, so where's home for you now? Like I know you said mentioned you were kind of in between, and yeah. where do you feel home is? Yeah, it is still Cornwall. I do travel a lot, and I'm in London a bit. Um, but yeah, home is Cornwall, um, and yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. It will always be Cornwall. <laughs> yeah. What where what other travel plans do you have? Where are you going to head, kind of head to next? Um, so there's a travel plan to go to the Caribbean. Um, I know I mentioned that my my mom is from the Caribbean, but it's we're going to go to the Dominica Republic, but to go there, which is really exciting. I've never been there before. Um, and there's another island that we might hop to as well. Um, there's a potential of doing a residency um, on one of the Caribbean islands, but it hasn't been... Um, fully confirmed yet but I look forward to confirming that <laughs> yeah that'd be awesome that'd be so good are you um do you think as you mentioned obviously being um kind of going to the Caribbean when you were younger as well do you think because obviously the colors and the vibrancy of your work and imagery do you think that's had a kind of effect on that yeah big time yeah. I mean we've got turquoise waters in Cornwall as well as the Caribbean but it does like travel across yeah. um but yeah it's been a huge effect I mean growing up as kids and we we're swimming and snorkeling and seeing tropical fish all those colors those dots yeah. I mean yeah. you almost can see that in the paintings now like the turquoise and the you know the fish being the dots and you know the vibrant mm-hmm. colors coming through um and yeah and just oh I mean it was you know, growing growing up there on holiday was just a dream. I mean, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Sounds beautiful. It's only just for, I know we're obviously on a podcast, but we are currently sat surrounded by Nuno's artwork uh, <laughs> in one of the exhibitions. So you're literally looking at it now. And then obviously surf as well. I know obviously, did you grow up surfing? Yeah, well, well, I started when I was 13. My brother got into it a bit earlier than I did. 
And I was like, gosh, he's having such a great time. I'm going to, I'm going to do that too. So I got into it and um, obviously like school was not very helpful. I didn't really get to surf much when I was at school, but after that, I kind of took it back up much more and got, you know, way more into it. And it is like therapy. It's just amazing, isn't it? You just, you have to be in the moment. You just can't. Because when you're doing, when I'm sort of on dry land and back in the studio, my head's kind of running right with lots of things. It's funny. You just, you go in the sea and it just washes everything away and it's like cliche, but it's so true. You just, yeah, it's a great form of therapy, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. no, it's, it's beautiful. But, um, and then obviously what's, what's next for you for now? So I know obviously you've got your exhibition in London right now. Have you got any other exhibitions, the pipeline? Yeah, this Pimlico um, exhibition took, Mm -hmm. is saturated up quite a lot of my headspace. Um, And, (laughs) um and yeah no it's, it's just sort of been a good sort of four months months in the, in the planning and then basically I'm just gonna have a bit of a rest and take some time out and sort of get sort of 2020 it's, everyone's sort of about 2020 vision boards and all that kind of stuff but I'm like for me it's sort of figuring out how you can not getting burnout because what will happen is is you just end up painting 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 and things will grow but you your body and your mind won't be able to grow at the same time going back to experimenting I think it's really important uh, because you can get stuck and and, you know with commissions it's incredible to get a commission but then you're kind of pigeonholed into doing it you know a certain way and you kind of don't have time to experiment and there's so much I want to do with this subject is you know I just want to do so many things not only through you know, experimenting with different types of paint medium, but also experimenting in different ways of executing it as, you know, not necessarily working just on canvas, but, you know, changing that up. Um, and then going on to moving on subjects and changing subjects a little bit. Okay, cool. yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, I, of course, always want to be <laughs> taking surfing with my work, but it might be like, okay, I want to try something else in terms of different yeah. terrain or well, different yeah. way of executing it. So, yeah, different types of mm, yeah, exactly. Experimenting is, yeah, next year. I think I also want to do some more courses. I think it's really good to keep learning. Um, and they teach always teach you different techniques. It's, it is amazing what, like, a short course can do. And I totally, like, I would totally advise that to anybody who wanted to get more into painting or get into art is just to keep learning yeah yeah because once you're in this you're it's sort of it is sort of like quite insular and you just have to keep you know training your mind training your head like opening up your mind instead of you know going down a channel and I guess when it is so subjective and so creative like different people teaching you different things and learning from different people everyone's got a different perspective on it and a different way of looking at things or something you wouldn't have thought of before necessarily Mm. Do do you try and do those courses in Cornwall or wherever you are yeah I love yeah. Newland Art School I do oh, love yeah, them they're yeah, great yeah. they do loads of different courses yeah. um I think I've done like three or something three or four of them I can't remember and and then I look out for other artists who are doing courses some people ask me are you gonna do a course I'm like oh, God, no I'm not ready for that <laughs> I'd love to at some point but um no I'm not ready to <laughs> give a course <laughs> Oh, you'll know when you're ready, though, or if you want to do that. You teach me how to do this. Uh, to be honest, I don't know how I do it myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, cool. So what's the actual process behind the artwork? Um, yeah, well, I 
this, what I like to do is just chuck loads of colour on the canvas. And usually I have a composition in mind that I work from. And I'm, you know, or I'm working from a photograph that I took and I basically figure out, okay, so that's going there, that's going there. Right, let's go. And then I just mix up some colours. I kind of think about the colour palette as well a little bit. I take that into consideration because sometimes, you know, there's a lot of blues and greens and turquoises involved with the sea. But I like to think, um, you know, when you're mixing, you're mixing whites and blacks into it to make it, you know, lighter, darker, but also whether you make the colour more grey or whether you leave the colour more vibrant and more clear. Um, so you're mixing it with colours and you're just chucking them down and you're chucking them down in layers of thick layers and thin layers, letting them dry, and then you come back to them once they've dried. Or you can come back to them when they're half dried so that you've still got a little bit of time, you can still play with oh, some of the yeah. layers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, they just build them up in layers and you take things out and you put things on and you it's like washes and dabs and, and it's kind of when I'm working you always work around the whole canvas so never like work in a tiny corner because you just kind of get focused in on it what I want from the paintings is that you see loads of different things when you look at it yeah. all over the canvas rather than focusing on one thing like a portrait you'd focus just purely on that triangle in the middle um, of the face um, and but with these pieces they're sort of you, you, you want your eye to be jumping all over um, and you should never really have have something that's like your mind gets stuck to yeah and also I feel like you can look at it phages look away and then look at it again and you see something else that you're oh you didn't see that person there. yeah exactly oh that person oh okay yeah oh I like that parasol or <laughs> yeah exactly exactly like, I love the way that green you know in, we're looking at a painting at the moment but there's this yeah. the sea in this one is like there's so many layers I think I did about seven layers of sea in this but they're all sort of like you can see the bottom layer you can see all the layers so you can see the first layer second layer all the way to the last layer um because I would have done them in colours and washes, and it just makes it way more interesting on the yeah. eye. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, the sands, they have they take about three layers of paint. Yeah, okay. um, so it's sort of, yeah, you've got about seven, seven, eight layers per painting. Build it up. Yeah. I guess that also gives the perspective as well, doesn't it? Mm. From another, another angle. That's the thing, because you don't, the depth in it, so you want... When you're when you're looking at like a normal landscape painting, you'll see you know you've got the horizon, you've got the foreground. With these, you are literally looking from you know down to the sea or to the sand, and the depth is really shallow. So it's trying to pull in more depth from the paintings mm-hmm. by using that technique. Yeah, and that's yeah. Um, yeah. My last question is um, the ocean. Like one word to sum up your feeling of the ocean. Oh God nourishing amazing thank you so much I really appreciate it (laughs) oh so yeah good luck with all your exhibition please yeah yeah, catch up with you in Cornwall yeah definitely (laughs) go for a little low slide thanks for listening guys really appreciate everyone tuning in and all the support so far Um, stay tuned for the next Left podcast soon